If you are a female professional leader in any capacity, struggling with midlife symptoms like low energy, belly blow, and foggy thinking, and you simply don't feel good, if you are ready to take back your midlife health with clarity and calm confidence, then you owe it to yourself to get your application in for my up-leveled and high-touch midlife health makeover program. See, here's the thing. You may be crystal clear and confident in your career, your job, your home, your professional position, your family life. So isn't it time to be clear and confident in your health too so that you can do what God has called you to do with clarity and calm confidence? Stop spinning your wheels and trying all the things to feel better because it's exhausting, isn't it? Get clear and focused on what your unique body needs to live this midlife season and beyond feeling great. Following my simple and Christ-empowered framework, you will feel better than you did in your 30s. Now, the link to apply is in the description. Pray first, always pray, and then get your application in. Today on day three of the Take Back Your Midlife Health Workshop replay, we are talking about rest and repair. We are talking about restorative sleep, and we are also talking about changing your stress perception because often these two go hand in hand. So we have this week fueled up nutritionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically, and today we are going to fuel up restoratively through sleep, and helping you plan with a purpose. As a Christian working woman over 40, are you struggling with consistently low energy and tiredness, but sick of the confusing midlife info out there? Are you tired of that menopausal belly bloat and worried you will always have that annoying brain fog feeling? Been there. But right here is where you get clarity and hope through biblical and holistic health solutions. Hi, I'm Michelle, holistic health coach and fellow midlifer. As the heartbeat of your home, decide right now in this season to partner with God with discipline, intentionality, and commitment to changing your life at midlife. If you're ready to stop chasing the world's way of health and be your healthiest whole self with more energy and less brain fog than you have had in a while, then you're in the right place. Grab your herbal tea, Bible, notebook, and pen, and let's treasure your wellness. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Today is day three of the Take Back Your Midlife Health Workshop. I am so happy to have you joining us, and if you are catching the replay, wonderful. Um, I would love to hear what your aha moments were, your takeaways, those little God drops that have he has poured into your spirit as you are listening this week. Now, this week we have fueled up nutritionally, spiritually, mentally, and today we are going to fuel up restoratively through sleep. Yes, how many of us need good quality restorative sleep? So many of us need that. And, you know, we may have been able to get by on just a few hours of sleep in our 20s and our 30s, but, you know, it always catches up to us. It always will. And so today we are talking about resting and repairing with restorative sleep. So if you have your notebook, go to page 11 for day three notes. And I am just going to go ahead and pray us into this new 
day, day three of this workshop. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for you are the reason, Lord, that we live and we move and we have our being. So Father, as we are learning about resting and resting with you and repairing our body through the necessary need of sleep, Father, and as we talk even more beyond sleep and we talk about stress, Father, I just pray that you would just um, speak through me, that your words would come through this message, Lord. And if there's anything that I forget, Lord, bring it to my remembrance, Lord. I pray for each woman listening, each woman, whether now or even a year from now, Lord, I just pray that um, you would just be that voice behind her, telling her this is the way, walk in it, Father. We ask that you would bless this time, bless this next hour together, Father, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so do you, you know, talking about sleep, right? I mean, <laughs> did you get a good night's sleep last night? <laughs> so I know I did, and I, I felt so great when I wake, woke up this morning, and that's what I want for you. I want you to wake up feeling rested. I want you to wake up feeling like you are restored, like you are ready to face the day, not that you are begrudgingly trying to get up and slog your way through the day. I was there for a while and it is a really hard place to be because, you know, we have things to do. We have, we have kingdom work to do. We have work to do for in our companies and our families and our, our um, job, whatever it is, like we have work to do and we can't do it effectively and we can't be as productive if we are not getting a good night's sleep. So as I am reading these questions, you know, just asking you these questions, be thinking about your sleep hygiene, your sleep habits, your sleep routine, how you are actually sleeping, okay? So do you feel tired even before you get started in the morning? Like, are you just exhausted, just uh, dreading, kind of dreading the day? Are you hitting snooze three times before you get out of bed? Do you feel like you need to fuel up with caffeine before you can even function each day? Can you imagine waking up feeling more rested with more energy, actually feeling like you were rested? Can you imagine that? Well, today I'm going to address those questions and show you why your sleep routine could be draining your energy. And I am actually going to give you some action steps today too. So you will want to write these down in your workbook that you can choose from tonight to help you get quality sleep to wake up feeling rested instead of drained. You know, if you were to think about how often this happens for you, waking up tired and wanting to stay in bed, how often is that happening happening to you in a week? Like, think about that. How many times are is that happening to you? You know, a few times is normal, sure. Like if you stayed up late watching the hockey game, right? Or there was a special event or, you know, a work event or a church event, something, you know, staying up late, that's different. But when it becomes the norm, right, when it's happening more times than not, and that snooze alarm is getting worn down, <laughs> it's time to really 
kind of reassess really what is going on. Like what is really, really going on? If you are constantly finding yourself maybe overwhelmed, you know, maybe you are just not reacting as well to um, the stressors of your day. If you are yawning all throughout the day, if you are feeling just that overwhelming sense of exhaustion come over you, if you're struggling to lose weight, if you're struggling with your, your belly bloat, that menopausal belly bloat that they tell you it's just, it's just menopause. Like if you are having these very real challenges in your life that is related to low energy and, and just not having the oomph that you used to have, right? Just, you just don't have the excitement, the joy for life maybe, or just the, just the energy to get through your day that you used to have, let alone things that you want to do. It's really time to take a step back and reassess your priority of sleep, okay? And the quality of it. Because it's a choice. It's a choice that we make each and every night to stay up late, and to waste time doing whatever it is we're doing if it's not helping us. It's probably wasting time and it's probably not filling us and fueling us because we're losing out on restorative sleep. Does that make sense? Okay, good, good, yeah. Yeah, so we all just want to reassess, right? We want to Think about our stress levels, think about our eating habits, think about our sleep habits, think about our you know, digestion, like all of these things when it comes to being a CEO of your health. You are a Christ-empowered operator in your health. So you want to take a step back sometimes, just like you would in your company, just like you would in your business, your job, in whatever professional uh place you are in, whatever form of leadership you are in, whatever it is you are doing, you need to take a step back and reassess, okay, what's working, what's not working. And so as we are going through this conversation today on sleep, and we're going to talk about stress, I want you to be thinking about that. What's not right? Okay. And maybe write that at the top of your paper. What's not right? Because so many times we think about what's wrong, but flipping the, the narrative a little bit, what's not right, actually helps flip something in our brain and we're like, okay, all right. So there's a lot that's going on that's wrong, but what's, you know, what's not right? Like, what can we fix <laughs> to make this so much better for us? And we are going to start with sleep because starting with sleep, like if you just did one thing and you started with sleep, that one thing was your sleep routine, that is going to help you combat the effects that the lack of sleep brings to your brain and to your body, okay? So it's really time to kind of create a better a better plan for sleep, for better sleep, right? A better plan for better sleep. So instead of just falling into bed late at night, each night without a supportive wind down time, like, and then you're just kind of laying awake wired or, you know, a lot of people struggle falling asleep, but they also struggle with waking up in the middle of the night and falling back asleep. Or you might fall asleep just fine, but then you'll wake up at 1 a.m. and you cannot get back to sleep. Does that sound like you? And there are some physical reasons why you could be waking up at the same time every night, okay? And that's why I love diving deep into this part, especially with... um 
uh, facial analysis, it's so incredible because you can really see your health and you can see, oh, this makes so much sense. That helps to explain why some of these things are always happening. So we are going to talk about planning with a purpose. Okay. So I am going to start giving you those tips right now. So you can start planning with a purpose. Number one, go into your room one hour before you want to go to sleep. Okay, now this is so hard for so many people because so many of us are just doing, doing, doing right up into the time where it's time to go to bed. And then we just maybe pick out our clothes for the next day, brush our teeth, wash our face, climb into bed. Sometimes with a phone, right? Sometimes with a tablet, hopefully not. We're gonna talk about that. But this time, this giving yourself this time, this extra hour to really decompress from your busy day, This is important for success in creating a calming bedtime routine. Remember, we are planning with a purpose. Write that down. Plan with a purpose. Okay, you cannot, you just cannot keep working right up until the time it's time to go to bed and expect to sleep well. Because what is going on in your mind? What is your brain doing? It is humming. It's like you cannot shut it off, right? You're thinking about that last email that you just sent out at 9.30 at night, or you're thinking about what you have to do the next day, or you're thinking about that meeting that you have to set up first thing in the morning and you don't want to forget. I mean, you're just thinking about everything. You're thinking about how, you know, you need to go to this doctor's appointment with your parent. You know, you, it doesn't matter. You're thinking about something because it's really hard for us to shut our minds down and just kind of turn it off. So this is why I am such a stickler for no screens, okay? No screens in the bedroom. I mean, not when in that hour that you're trying to go to bed, okay? So no TV in the bedroom. Put all of your screens in a different room when it's time for sleep. And I'm so, so serious about this. Don't be hating on me now. <laughs> I'm very serious. There is a reason, okay? No cell phone as your alarm clock. I know that a lot of you use your cell phone as your alarm clock, but I promise you it is not the best thing to be having that cell phone right next to your head while you were sleeping. And I'm not going to go into all that right now, but it's also a big temptation, right? You are so tempted to sit there and to scroll mindlessly, keeping your brain alert You think you're decompressing. You think you're relaxing. You think you're winding down for bed, but your body might feel that way, but your brain's like, oh, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. Like this is like, I, I can't shut it off. And then, then you wonder why you wake up at 1am and you can't shut it off. Or, or sometimes women will tell me that they wake up at like midnight and two and four and like it's just like it's like every two hours like they just can't turn it off but essentially screens keep your brain alert so if at all possible what is that verse of if at all possible as far as it depends on you (laughs) you have the ability to put your screens in another room i mean listen i have this old old alarm clock it's still, remember the old, um, it's got the fake wood on it. It's so old, but it works. Why get rid of it? Right. But 
it, it has the radio. So like the radio will turn on like when the alarm goes off. Like you can do the alarm sound, but I always hated that because I'm a light sleeper anyway. So you don't need to be screaming at me to get up, you know? So, you know, it's just, it's a little more soothing to have music turn on. And that is not going to be a temptation because it's just an alarm clock. It just sits there on my nightstand and I don't even have to worry about it. I'm not tempted to scroll. Now, I will confess that I do use my cell phone some nights for my devotion. And then I put it in another room. So, and and actually, this, preparing for this is challenging me to stop that. Because it's it became easy, right? It became easier to have your devotions on your phone instead of actually getting a devotional book. So I actually went into my one of my many little um, bookshelves and I grabbed a new devotion and I mean it's not new I read it probably five years ago but it's new to me now and actually I'm getting a lot of little aha nuggets that I don't think I got the first time around so um, practicing what I preach because it's it really is you know I can have boundaries and this is what I encourage you to do as well put up boundaries around your time on your phone you can actually go into your settings and you can see how much time you are spending on your cell phone. You might want to do that. It, it might just blow your mind. How much time are you really on? Because everything's on there, right? Our email, our, I mean, just everything, everything's on there. So that might be really eye-opening. That might actually be the first step. See how much you're on your phone, okay? And then you can put some boundaries around that and really discipline yourself to not take your phone into your room with you at night, okay? So I had put up these good boundaries and so I was literally just using my phone for my uh, devotion time. And then I would read my devotion and then I'd read the passage in the Bible and then read through blah, 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 and then I was done. So I've worked on that though. I've worked on putting up the boundaries, not the mindless scrolling and just the endless checking of whatever just because it's there and I can, right? So again, it keeps your brain alert and we don't want that, not at bedtime. So we need to plan with a purpose. Okay, so that's step one, go into your room one hour before you want to sleep. And number two, do your normal hygiene routine, but give yourself a little extra. If you brush through it normally, if you are just like that fast brusher and just scrub your makeup off your face and you know get in your jammies and hot shower or whatever and you're in bed, slow it down a little bit. Just slow it down. Maybe um, wash your face with a little extra TLC. Maybe put on a face mask while you are drinking a mug of herbal tea. Um, rub some lotion on your feet. Give yourself a little leg massage, especially if you stand a lot for your job. If you are standing and you're on your feet a lot, this would feel really, really good. Another good thing to do if you stand on your feet a lot throughout your day is just lay on your bed and put your feet up against the wall or you can lay on the floor and put your feet up against the wall this is really really good for drainage and just for moving your body uh, the, the lymph around the tissue around and just moving um getting fresh oxygen essentially you know to your cells and so think about doing that and 
stretching, doing some, we talked yesterday about restorative stretch. So do some restorative stretching. It feels so good for your body, especially if you wake up stiff in the morning. Like if you are waking up and you're just kind of achy and sore, doing this restorative stretch every single night before you go to bed, you will wake up in the morning feeling less stiff. And then what I used to do is I would do it morning and night. So I would do my restorative stretch at night, but then I would also plop on the floor in the morning and stretch. And this, this helped a lot by doing it, like piggybacking it, you know, morning and night. And, you know, when you're in a lot of pain, like I had severe back and hip pain for many, many years for, you know, a long time ago, that was something I had to do. Like it was a routine just so that I could feel like I was moving better. And then I could go ahead and do a workout and everything, or I could walk, you know, walking was my workout of choice back then. But you know, it's just really important to listen to what your body's telling you and give it a little extra, you know, move your body in a way that just feels good for you in your stretching. And so, okay. Oh, an Epsom salt bath. Yeah. I almost forgot an Epsom salt bath. That is wonderful to help release toxins from your body. So you draw a nice hot bath, you put some Epsom salts in there and maybe some essential oils if you want. Never peppermint, (laughs) never peppermint in the bath ever. And um, (laughs) just because you'll know why, but you don't want that tingly, right? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) No Epsom salts or no um, peppermint in your Epsom salt bath. Okay, but it's really, really refreshing and it's so good to pull out toxins out of your body. Okay, oh, herbal teas. So let's talk about some herbal teas that are really good and conducive for sleep. Chamomile, that's the most popular. Most people know about chamomile. Um, There's lavender, there's lemon balm, passion flower, valerian root. Those are all some really good ones that you can drink in the evening just to kind of relax you. Now, sometimes people, because they go to bed so late, they tend to get a little bit hungry and they want just like a small snack or something. So there are some specific snacks um, that are conducive. You know, you want to think about protein. We talked about in day one that, you know, a lot of women in this midlife season are not getting enough protein. And so you want to have a good quality protein. animal protein, plant-based protein, both a combination, but you want protein. You want to make sure you're getting enough protein. And that's true for if you're struggling in your sleep as well. You know, you want to make sure that you're getting enough um, protein, especially if you're hungry. You don't want to reach for the sugary. Of course, you don't want to do that. But some people are thinking they make a good choice by reaching for fruit. And if you have fruit, you want to pair it with some protein. Okay. So, a good snack would be maybe some tart black cherry juice, 100%, like pure dark uh, black cherry juice. Um, or eat a handful of fresh ter- cherries, especially if they're in season. And again, pairing it with some almonds or some walnuts, that's really going to help you to trigger the melatonin specifically and that tryptophan production in your body to promote sleep, just to help you relax more and just kind of trigger that in your in your body in a natural way so you're not having to take melatonin. The number the third thing is uh just when when you get into bed like you're ready to get into bed, take time to journal all your thoughts out, okay? Journal things that you might be afraid of forgetting. Like I don't want to forget this, I don't want to forget that or, you know, um 
things that happened in during your day, uh, praising God, writing out your blessings, an attitude of gratitude is so powerful. Read a passage in the Bible, pray. Um, those are some things that are going to really help you to get your mind ready for restoration, for, for resting. And then number four, practice some deep breathing. Deep breathing exercises are so powerful. You are really able to fully decompress when you are fully, truly breathing. So many women are shallow breathing, right? We're just kind of breathing. You know, we're just not really fully belly breathing. So years ago, I came up with 555, and that's where you're just simply inhaling for the count of five, holding it for five, and then exhaling fully through your mouth for the count of five. And that worked really, really well, really well. I really got a lot of benefits from that. And when I taught that to friends and clients, they also got some really good benefits as well. And now box breathing is a really big thing. And so if you've never heard of box breathing, it's where you are essentially picturing a box, like a square, okay? So you are inhaling through your nose for the count of four, holding it for four, exhaling through your mouth for four, holding it for four. And you're just doing that as you know, just like in a square. And you really just need about three or four rounds of deep breathing in either box breathing, four, 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 or five, five, five breathing. You know, this is something we actively need to practice because we're not really truly taught how to do this. We don't really know some of us that have this go, go, go mindset. We don't really know how to relax. And therefore, we don't really know how to deep breathe because it's like resetting our breath because we're always in such this hurry mode, this busy syndrome that we have, especially here in the U.S., that we struggle with slowing down and doing something so simple but yet so powerful as breathing deeply. So it brings ourselves back to a sense of calm and Again, it's hard because we often don't know how. I've heard women say that to me all the time, like I don't know how to deep breathe. And that's why I say we need to actively practice this. Over time, you will feel very comfortable doing that and you'll actually notice the benefits and you'll feel like, whoo, I haven't been breathing today. And you will just automatically stop and practice that. It's so powerful. It really helps your body get into that parasympathetic state, okay? This is your rest and digest. You don't want to be in this sympathetic state where you are just constantly in fight, 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 flight, or freeze. So you want to be in um, the parasympathetic state. So while you're breathing, you know, going through this, sometimes like prayer and meditation, gratitude journaling, like I said earlier, um, massage, stretch, stretching, um, deep breathing, all of those things actually do help our body to get and our brain into that parasympathetic state. It's just so overlooked, right? It's so often overlooked to get into the state of um, rest and digest where we can actually decompress. And so it's something that I want you to consider. If you have not been breathing <laughs> fully, then this is something that this might be the very first thing that you start practicing, okay? The 555 five, five, or the box breathing. So 
this is just honestly guys this is just another way to to reiterate that taking on the title of CEO a Christ empowered operator is so helpful in your life and health because you are in control God does not want his daughters stuck in worry and stress and indecision and anxiety. Like he created our breath. So helping our body come back into a state of calm is so helpful for our nervous system. Okay, so don't take this lightly. It it can be like the most basic, most simplest thing that can really help turn the corner for helping you with not only your sleep, but your stress levels as well. Okay, and the very, the, the last thing, the fifth thing that you can do is avoid stimulating activities, okay? Again, I'm gonna be a broken record. Those devices, those screens, your phone, computer, iPad, TV even, okay? So just avoid those. Now we're talking in that last hour, okay? so. It doesn't have to be the whole evening, but we're talking in that at least in that last hour and hopefully working your way up to fuel yourself within two hours before bed, you know, so that you are conducive, uh, you have a conducive state of rest and restoration, you know, like where you can repair, your brain can repair, your body can repair so that you're sleeping well. So things like social media scrolling, uh, suspense, violence, horror type films, you know, Netflix binging. I mean, that's that's all going to keep your brain on high alert for sure. Stressful conversations, um, doing any work, like work, like on a laptop. Like if you are checking your emails, you are, uh, working on a project, you are in a group chat, text you know with your team at work you know things like that like do the best that you can to avoid those for you know that in that hour for sure and if you put your phone away you're not going to know if it goes off so put it on silent mode or just turn it off but you want to think about evening exercise may not be the best thing for you like some people you know have told me that they used to work out around eight or nine o'clock at night and they couldn't figure out why they had such a hard time sleeping and so once we figured out that what their nighttime routine was they were able to make changes and then their sleep was restored so think about that you want to focus more on relaxing and restorative type activities and so again we talked about restorative stretch so if you missed that go back and listen to yesterday's um day two on the workshop. Now, also we talked yesterday about nitric oxide dump exercises. This would not be the time for you to do that. You know, bedtime is not the time for you to do that. Even though it's only four minutes, it's going to be, it probably will be too stimulating, stimulating and it will keep your mind alert. So, which is why it's perfect throughout the day, right? Doing it three or four times throughout the day, it's perfect because it's waking up those brain cells. Now let's talk about your environment, okay? Your lighting should be low. Your lighting should be dimmed. Um, I love a diffuser. I've got my diffuser going. I love to have a diffuser going. Um, 
And my diffuser, I always have my light off, the one that's in the bedroom. I don't want even the diffuser light. But low lighting, just maybe a lamp by your bed. Blackout curtains are really important, especially if you have lights that come into your window. Um, again, blue light sources, but if we're getting rid of the screens, we're taking the screens out of the bedroom, then this is not a problem, right? <laughs> you want to keep your temperature cooler. You want to have... Uh, just a more temperate climate in your bedroom. And with that said, wear socks to bed if necessary. If your feet get cold, sometimes that sometimes that simple little thing can prevent you from falling asleep. Crazy, right? But wear socks. This is this is me all the time. Like more times than not, even in the summer sometimes, I'll go to bed with socks and then I'll take them off in the middle of the night. I don't even remember doing it, but I just do. So <laughs> um, it just helps me fall asleep. I like to be cozy. I don't like to be cold. <laughs> noise. You want to keep the noise level down. So because of that, you might like the white noise machine. Okay. You might want earplugs. You um, might need to adjust, you know, anything in your house or, you know, talk to family members or whatever about the TV in the other room, something. But you want to keep your noise level down. Uh your air quality, you know, having plants in your room is so good. Um, so good for having, I think there's one in, in particular, um, the spider plant, I think it is, where it's really, really good for helping to um, just keep the air clean. And aloe, aloe is the other one. So really, really good. Assess for things like dust. And, you know, if you need to change your air filters, if you need to get an air filtration system in your bedroom, do that. Um, if you tend to have seasonal allergies, don't sleep with your windows open. It's so tempting when the weather changes and it's nice. Like we have pollen season in North Carolina. So even though the weather is perfect and I want the windows wide open, there's a time where we can't do that because it'll be all in the house. And then we're not sleeping well because of that either. So there's times and places for that. If you have allergies to pets, I mean, my goodness, don't let them sleep in the bed with you. Don't, you know, let them even in the room. I don't know. But, you know, if, if you know that you react to them, that might be something that has to change. And then sometimes movement or noise from your pets can also interfere with your sleep and staying asleep or your bed partner, like your husband. Like, there's not a whole lot we can do about that, ladies, but... <laughs> Earplugs help a lot, <laughs> but really just do the best that you can for making your environment conducive for sleep. And honestly, over time, you don't have to do any of this. You can just focus on one thing. And over time, your sleep will improve as your sleep hygiene improves. But build on it, right? I mean, don't just do just one thing. You want a good night's sleep and you need a good night's sleep. So build on these things. Find the things that work for you, okay? So obviously we do a much deeper dive into sleep in the program. And there's a whole lot more we can talk about with sleep than what I can do now. But And speaking of, I have been so happy to talk with some of you who took advantage of the clarity call and for those of you who booked a call and if you haven't yet do that today I cannot wait to talk with you but some of you were really able to dial in to what your personal tired triggers are and are already making those appropriate changes so perfect so okay I want to talk about um <laughs> 
I really, really want to talk about this. I'm going to try to go through it kind of quickly, but the blue zones, okay? The blue zones. Blue zones. Have you guys heard of the blue zones? Pop in the chat if you've heard of the blue, the blue zones. Okay, so there are five blue zones in the world. Icaria, Greece, Loma Linda, California, Sardinia, Italy, Okinawa, Japan, and Nicoya, Costa Rica. Okay, now this this is where centenarians centenarians live. These are people that have lived to be over 100 years old. Okay, so currently, right now, I just checked this study. 78% of centenarians are women. Okay, and 22 are men. That is the latest study, and it's actually expected to quadruple in the next three decades, which is crazy. But why I'm bringing this up to you, okay? The reason why I want to bring this up to you is because there is such a focus on a few things that I really want to bring out so that you too can focus on longevity, right? Living this life in good health. For those blue zone areas, for those centenarians, food is about life is about community, life is about food, life is about being still, life is about movement. Life is about laughter. Life is about purpose. Life is about love. So and I'm not going to get into all of those things, but community is so important. Laughter is so important. Being still, resting. They take naps, you know, they shut down. You know, um, my daughter actually in, in college was able to go to Icaria, Greece, and she said, Mom, like for three hours, they just shut down in the afternoon because everybody's taking a, a nap, you know, they're having their siesta. And so sleep is valued. And you know what all that restorative sleep is doing? It's giving them a stronger immune system. It's giving them a stronger gut microbiome, which is related to your, your gut and your brain, right? The, the gut is the second brain. And so you've got longevity there. You are, you know, when we sleep, we're restoring, we're like, getting rid of some toxins like sleep is vital but the food they're eating is so much better too it's cleaner it's um more it's it's not just solely plant-based either it's it's plant-based but they also have animal protein but it's clean it's quality food it's not processed and so that's really important because there's such a plant-based rage right now (coughs) excuse me and it's it's fake meat, but they're calling it plant-based. So we're not going to get into that, but you know, just avoid that because that's not truly plant-based. God did not create that, so it's not truly plant-based. But I wanted to bring up the blue zones because, well, for many reasons, but it really ties into sleep too because, again, they take their rest, but they're also kind of living within the circadian rhythm almost, right? They are going to bed when it's dark. For the most part, they're just making sure they're getting quality sleep. People used to sleep for 11 hours each night. Did you know that? Isn't that crazy? I mean, to think about sleeping 11 hours at night, like, because they would, they would live within the natural 24-hour cycle from light to dark, right? It's that circadian rhythm, life without electricity. (laughs) So, You know, 200 years ago, people would just spend much of the day outside. They did their physical work through outside time. They would have evening firelight or candlelight. Now, 
we are jarred awake by alarm clocks. We are we have a forced schedule. We're mostly indoors. We we have more of a sedentary lifestyle. We're on screens. You know, we have all of this lighting, fluorescent LED lighting, and it's just such a crazy difference, right? And new research is suggesting that getting up with the sunrise, it could be one of the most important things that you could do for your health each day. So that might seem really daunting if you go to bed super late, but creating a calming bedtime routine, planning with a purpose to get that restorative sleep that you so desire, it'll be over time easier for you to get up in the morning a little bit earlier. So um, there was a neuroscientist, Andrew Huberman, and he said, getting sunlight in your eyes first thing in the morning is absolutely vital to mental and physical health. Yes. And I, I agree completely. I absolutely believe that a lot. Um, you know, no one is naturally a night owl. I mean, I think that we, some of us have convinced ourselves that we are. You know, if you feel that you function best at night, I mean, it always catches up with us. It just really does. More than likely, what's really going on is you're experiencing hormonal dysregulation and changes need to be made to shift your body back into that natural cycle for better sleep and better health overall. So um, I thought this quote was really interesting. Matthew Walker, he's a PhD and he wrote a book, Why We Sleep. And he says, you do not know how sleep deprived you are when you are sleep deprived. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, how true. So, so, so true. Uh, yes. So in the workplace, more sick days are taken and there's less productivity actually due to this sleep, sleep deprivation. So something really to think about. So in your workbook, I want you to think about yourself feeling well. Like write down a typical day start to finish of you feeling well from waking up to going to bed. What does your day look like? And then, you know, reflect on that, pray about that, bring that to the Lord, because there are so many changes that you can make so that you can feel well. There are those three main reasons why you're not getting victory over your chronic low energy, your annoying belly blow, and your worrisome brain fog. You have chronic inflammation, toxins, and stress. That's, those are three of the main reasons why you can't get victory. This is why you don't feel well. This is why your body isn't healing and recovering, even if you are eating better than you did in your 30s, you know, better than you ever did, working out harder than you ever did. This is why you're not getting any better. So in the Midlife Health Makeover Program, we address and reduce all three things. We de-stress the nervous system, we detoxify both brain and body, and we dump the inflammation. Now, we've talked about how unhelpful some doctor comments and suggestions have been as you have been dealing with your midlife symptoms. You know, when your labs come back normal and yet you still feel like crap, you still have daily fatigue, daily belly bloat, daily foggy thinking, and you just don't feel well. We've talked about how you've invested in diet programs, personal trainer sessions, wellness programs, and they simply don't work, at least not long term. And... I understand that because I was in a similar place in my life too. And this is why I curated the makeover program to be the way it is. 
a health style experience to ensure breakthrough and lasting change for you. Because I myself was tired of the cookie cutter approach of chasing and compartmentalizing my symptoms. So in six months of working together, not on your own, trying to figure this all out by yourself in in both a group and private format, you will have the tools that you need and the framework that you need and are looking for to eat well, have all that figured out, feel well, and live well for life and for beyond this midlife season, right? For midlife and beyond because you've got things to do. You want to feel good for your grandkids and for travel and for retirement and for all of these things that are coming up in your life, all of these great things. And you will know what your unique body needs. So throughout our six months together, you are healing from the inside out, okay? You will have the framework to truly treasure your wellness and your temple. And you will fuel up to flow out. You won't have to be guessing anymore. You won't have to be cruising Dr. Google for answers, trying all the things out there to help you feel better. You will have everything that you need to take back your midlife health with clarity and calm confidence. You are finally going to have someone intimately helping you to personalize what your body needs with the exact tools to reach the goals that you have set. Someone who gets it. I lived with a debilitating illness and I helped my body to heal with God's help from the inside out using this framework. See, information alone does not give you the transformation you are looking for in your midlife health journey. We need that intentional action with God integrating and implementing this Christ-empowered framework to get that transformation. Now, please understand this is not for the woman that just wants to maybe half-heartedly kick a tire down the road, kick the can down the road. No, no, this is for the woman who is ready for lasting change, to do the work necessary to take back her whole health and finally walk into that health freedom that she has been praying for ready to grow, excited to transform her health once and for all, stop trying all the things and do the thing that her body needs and is determined to follow my simple process to heal from the inside out. So if that's you, you owe it to yourself to apply for your seat inside my high-touch, results-focused, Christ-empowered midlife health makeover. And the link is inside the workbook for you to apply. And I want to tell you about some fast action bonuses. Bonus number one is a facial analysis. This is a very, very important tool that I use in my health coaching practice that helps to identify where some trouble areas or weaknesses may be, okay? The experiences that you've gone through have a direct impact on your whole health, your brain, your cells, your organs. So that is a wonderful tool. Bonus number two is a food replacement list. This will give you top eight offending foods to remove from your kitchen. You can print this out and put it on your fridge. And if you have decided that this is the program for you, then if you sign up before the 24th, you will also receive bonus number three, my pantry and fridge makeover course. 
This is a self-paced course where you can go through your own refrigerator and pantry, removing offending items and replacing all at your own pace with no stress, no overwhelm. You can just go from confusion to clarity in what you have in your pantry and your fridge for good health for you and for your family. So we have talked about sleep and now I wanna shift a little bit to talking about your stress because our stress levels are at an all time high. I really want to help you even more by just touching on this for a little bit because I could just stop right here and talk about sleep. I think everything that I gave you is a great, great foundation to get you started on your sleep. But I have to say, you know, stress is still the number one killer, right? And sleep greatly helps your stress. So hear me on that. But the stress itself needs to be addressed as well. Remember, stress is one of the top three reasons why you are tired, bloated, and foggy brained, and you feel like crap, okay? (laughs) Don't forget that, it's stress. So in my coaching, one of the things that I talk about is changing your perception of stress. So this is a question I like to ask my clients. Is it an emergency or is it an urgency? Because there really is a difference and you need to know the difference for your own preservation, self-preservation. You need to know the difference. So what is an emergency? Getting stuck in traffic because you were in an accident, you yourself, that would be an emergency. Getting stuck in traffic because there was an accident and you were just stuck, you were at a, traffic was at a stop, that's an urgency. Does that make sense? You can't control either really, right? But there's one that's more severe than the other. So, you know, there's a better way to approach your stress. Even just saying that to yourself, is this an emergency or an urgency? It can make a big difference in calming down your nervous system and bringing you out of that fight, flight, or freeze. Okay, remember we talked about that. We want to be in that parasympathetic response, that rest and digest. So there are a few culprits to stress. Using false substitutes to fulfill you and reduce the stress that you're under, i.e. numbing out. Hello, cell phone. Hello, Netflix. Hello, binging, right? This doesn't fill you. It just distracts you temporarily. That's it. It's not a good substitute. It's a false substitute. The second one is lack of sleep. See, they go hand in hand. The third one is being stuck in people-pleasing mode, ignoring your own desires, emotions, your own feelings, saying yes to things when you really don't want to, you don't have time for it. It's taking time away from your own self-care. You know, it's not selfish to do self-care. We've talked about this. So you really need to talk to the Lord about that if you are stuck in people-pleasing mode. Been there. Was there. Not anymore. Number four, work activities and people that don't fulfill you. If you, if there is no joy in the work that you do, in the things that you are saying yes to. That's something to think about because that causes more stress as well. And then the fifth one is self-judgment. Blame, guilt, shame, wow. (laughs) Remember what Satan's goal is for you? To steal, kill, and destroy, John 10, 10. What is he stealing from you when you are so stressed that you cannot sleep? How often do you take time to just be still? Sit on the couch, your favorite chair, the back deck, 
your front porch, just be. So Sunday after church, this is a perfect example. Sunday after church, it was raining. It was, it was raining pretty hard. And so we came home, made coffee, and my husband made an omelet. He makes amazing omelets. And I just, I got on the couch and it was quiet, no TV, no nothing, no music, no nothing. It was just quiet. And I was just listening to the rain and I got under my cozy blanket and I had my fuzzy socks on and I had my warm mug of coffee in my hand and just no book, no phone, no TV, no nothing. I was just really fully present with my environment. The sounds of the house, the clock ticking, the sounds of the rain, the smell and the taste of my coffee, like how my favorite blanket felt and my cozy socks, like <laughs> using all five senses, right? Fully being present. And I share that with you because I really feel like we have lost the art of stillness. We don't know how to be still and to just be. So I am determined personally to bring back the Sabbath. I am so excited because I have implemented this teaching into the program even more with even more intentionality because I believe that God wants all of his daughters to turn to him in this manner and embrace it. After so many years of not, we have just been going and doing and being everything for everyone instead of just being, right? We just need to be. We just need to flip all of that busyness and just master the be. Be with God. So if you have just started cutting your screen time in half, you would automatically have more time to just be, which equates to less stress. Okay, now, technically, 95% of our serotonin is made in our gut okay that's our feel-good hormone so if you are in a constant state of stress how is your gut doing how are you digesting how are you eliminating how are you absorbing the nutrients in the food probably not too well so do you see how it all goes hand in hand it's all connected our body is beautifully and brilliantly designed and Reducing stress is associated with really big reductions in disease before you've been necessarily um, diagnosed with a disease and increasing longevity. Those blue zoners, they have longevity. And what would longevity mean to you? What would longevity mean for you? Write that down and think about it. And write it all out. Brain dump what everything that comes to your mind about when you think about your life, longevity. Think about that. So, you know, I really want us to exchange stress for peace. You know, this is going against the world. This is completely going against the world. But we're doing this life with God. We have this this. Christ-empowered operator that we are, the CEO. And so we are living this life with God, completely empowered by him. Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So deep breathing benefits, that's going to help sleep. It's going to help stress. It's going to help your brain. It's going to help your body. It's going to release the garbage and toxins in your lungs. 
So just remember so many women are shallow breathing. I'd like you to practice some of these things that we talked about and these breathing steps, you know, the, the four, the box breathing four, 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 or the five, five, five. And on your inhale, think, I believe you should feel your tummy expanding for a full, deep breath. Believe God has more for you. Take back your midlife health God's way. Integrate the truth of God, the truth of his word into your wellness. Infuse his love over you by repeating what he says to you, to yourself, because he has more for you and he wants more for you. He wants his best for you. And, you know, when I think about the fruit of the spirit, I think about how hard that is to do that, to have that, to exude that when we're living in stress mode, when we're not getting enough sleep, when we're not fueling our body properly, nutritionally, when we're not fueling up spiritually and mentally. So, Again, we do a deeper dive in the program into your personal stress levels, your sleep, your perception of stress, all of it, everything. Helping you get off the merry-go-round. Working on a more Christ-empowered mindset. And that's so vital and key for long-lasting success. So that you don't ever have to try something else again because you are living this life the way God created you to live in good health. So as we talked about some tips to help you get some restorative sleep, like creating that calming bedtime routine, low lighting, no electronics, essential oils, deep breathing, these things will all help your stress levels as well. Okay. They go hand in hand. There are also some supplements to support sleep. So, you know, reach out to me if you have specific questions about that. Um, Normally, my clients have access to this online dispensary so that they can get my recommendations and suggestions for them, but I'm happy to share with you the link so that you can go in there and poke around yourself and get some good quality brands to look at. Now, unless you are my client, I cannot give you personal recommendations because that's just not wise if I don't know what your health history is, so bear that in mind. But I want to end with some verses from God's word here. If you, especially, this is especially if you are waking up in the night and having trouble falling back asleep, okay? Meditating on God's word is so powerful. So there are three very specific verses that I have learned uh, to meditate on when that happens to me. Fortunately, that is rare for me, but in times of stress, it will happen. And so Psalm 3 verse 5 says, I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. These are short, easy verses to memorize. And the next one is Psalm 4, 8. It says, in peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. He's our protector. And then we have Proverbs 3.24. Proverbs 3.24 says, When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Isn't that encouraging? This is so refreshing, right? It just makes you want to just take a deep breath. 
And something else that I just want to share real quick before I let you go is that as you are practicing your deep breathing, getting in the bed with the lights out, just practicing your deep breathing, it's a good way too to meditate fully on God's word. Not only these verses, but the Lord's prayer. You could just, as you breathe in, you're saying parts of the Lord's prayer. As you're breathing out, you're saying it. Like this is a good way to hide God's word in your heart and meditate on his word. So um, if these steps that we just talked about don't solve your sleep issues, this might be something that you need to dig in deeper. You know, we might need to dig deeper, find the root cause, whether that's your adrenals or something else, your liver, like we might need to do a deeper dive. But as we close out today, I want you to remember that you do not have to navigate this midlife health journey all on your own. You don't have to continue to research and try all the things and stay stuck in overwhelm because you have the Lord in your corner and you have me. So God plus me equals your health transformation. <laughs> Just remember that. And don't forget that you have access to me to have my eyes on your specific tire triggers through a clarity call. So if you haven't yet booked yours, go ahead and do it today. There are still some slots open. And I do invite you to come back tomorrow. Yay, for our bonus day. Same time, same link for a relaxed Q&A where you can ask me any and all questions you have about the program, about your fatigue, or about your health. And if you have already decided that this is for you, I cannot wait to talk to you after I receive your application. So get that in today, and I can't wait for us to talk. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for your words coming through my mouth, Father. Thank you for your word that is true. Thank you for your word that brings us peace. Thank you, Lord, that we can trade stress for peace when we turn to you. Thank you, Lord, that you desire for us to have a better way to live this life with you in good health, in mind, body, and spirit. So, Father, we just give you the rest of this day. We ask that you would bless it. I ask that you would bless each woman listening, and I just thank you for this opportunity to share what you have put on my heart. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, friend. I hope it challenged you, encouraged you, and stretched you in some way. If it did, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who has been praying for a breakthrough in her whole health? Also, it would bless me so much if you would pop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick review to let me know how much you are liking the content and to help other women just like you find the show. Treasured Wellness can also be found on Christian Mix 106 and Radio Free America online streaming radio stations. So check out those two amazing platforms. One more thing, come on over to our Facebook community, Holistic Health for Christian Women Over 40. I would love to see you there. Until next time, remember, you are a beautiful treasure. <laughs>